Good morning, everybody, and Happy New Year to you. So happy to see uh, your faces today and to be in your presence uh, this first Sunday of the new year. Now, as we start this new year, I, I would like to make an, a, a little announcement. Uh, we are uh, we all we are a church that always wants to be improving. We always want to be moving forward and growing in Jesus and, and just uh, uh, continuing to progress, continuing to move forward. And so one of the things that we want to do is to keep a goal in mind for our worship gathering. Our worship gathering, I believe, is an opportunity for each one of us to connect with God and to connect with each other. I think that that is so important. We come here to worship God, but we also come to fellowship and connect with each other. And so to facilitate that a little bit better, we're going to be making a few little tweaks that you probably won't notice too much, but I just want to let you know a few little tweaks to our worship experience on Sunday. This uh, uh, will not happen this early. What we're going to do on Sunday is have a greater, longer worship set and add more worship music to the beginning front half of our uh, uh, service, okay? So you come in, and we'll be worshiping like three songs, four songs, not one song, and then we will go into some announcements and the message, and then we will continue on with more music at the end of our worship service, okay? Uh, so that will be a small change. Another uh, small change that I'd like to invite you to participate in is to... Um, uh, uh, I'll ask you to get here uh, a little bit earlier. Get here on time, right? Service starts at 10 a.m. I'm going to ask you to get here like right before 10 a.m. Or, or a little bit before. Uh, and, and what we want to do is uh, we want to help to uh, facilitate that. Uh, we're going to open our kids' ministry at 940. Okay, so 940, we're going to open that up. So if you have kids, you can bring them a little bit earlier. And here's the reason why. So that you can have more time to connect with others. You're already coming in here to connect with God. We want you to connect with others. We want you to connect and meet someone new. We want you to uh, um, connect with your friends, connect with the staff, connect with our pastoral staff. And, and let us uh, become a closer-knit, tighter-knit family in 2022. Okay, y'all excited about that? Yeah. Now, in order to do all of that, we're going to ask our volunteers to be here at 930. Uh, and one thing that I think is so important uh, for our church to move forward is to really seek the face of God, to really seek his face and what he's up to, to spend time in prayer and ministry time and caring for each other. And so on Sunday mornings, our volunteers will come together at 930, at uh, 930 to 940, and we're going to have a, a, a huddle. We're going to have time of prayer. We're going to have a time where we get together and seek God's face together before we launch into worship service, okay? Uh, so we want God to be a part of everything that we're doing, and we want to actually be a part of what he's doing. We want to seek his face and see what he's up to, and we want to follow that lead. So that's a new thing that we're going to start off in February. February, February of 2022, you'll see some of these changes. Volunteers, you can start coming in at 9.30, like right now. We'll love it. All right, let us open in prayer, and then we'll jump right into this new series, Setting the Pace. 
Father, we're so grateful for 2022. We are grateful that you brought us through 2021. We're thankful for uh, uh, the strength that you've given us to, to help us to be all that we can be in this new year. Would you continue to develop us, continue to strengthen us, continue to give us your Holy Spirit that we can only be led in the direction where you are calling us to. That even when we're faced with distractions, that you would build us up with spiritual strength, that we can make better decisions, that we can have the wisdom that you provide, that we can move in a direction that you're calling us to. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Everybody wants something new in 2022. Y'all see, I stayed up all night trying to rhyme, right? Everybody wants something new in 2022. Maybe, maybe you want a, a, a new body. You, you want to get up and go to the gym. Maybe you want that six-pack like me. Just kidding, because that's not there. Um, maybe you want, uh, <laughs> you want to get closer to God, or maybe you want uh, uh, to get the courage to ask that person out on a date. Uh, what is it that you want new for 2022? What goal do you have set in your mind? What is God influencing you or inspiring you to achieve in this new year? You know how we normally do. At a new year, we make resolutions. How many people made a resolution? New Year's resolution? Anybody going to admit it? All right, we have a couple of people admitting it. We, we, many of us make New Year's resolutions, and we listen to preachers and motivational speakers, and they pump us up. They get us jacked up, and we get so excited that we want to go all in. We want to go to the gym and get that gym membership, and we wake up every morning and go, and we see that the gym is packed in the new year. And then two weeks later, where did all the people go? And then two weeks after that, uh, where did I go? Uh, laying in the bed, pushing the snooze button. That's how we do. That's how we do. Or maybe you have a, a goal of, of reading the Bible, the whole Bible in a year, and you, you get up one day and you say, I'm going to plow through the Bible, and I read Genesis. Oh, that's great. I read Exodus. Those stories are familiar. I get to Leviticus, and I say, what? What's going on here? And then I fall off. I'm just telling you about my experience. You get to Leviticus, and it's like, Lord, why? What, what is all of this? All right, 2022, we want to do something new in the new year. I believe that uh, the solution to many of our false starts in our New Year's resolutions or goal planning and things like that, they really, really uh, uh, fall in the area of pace. Pace. I think that it's the pace that we start off with that determines whether we achieve our goals or not. Because often our ability to achieve our goals for the year really depends on that speed that we engage in from the start. So that's why we're starting this new series called Setting the Pace. We want to set a good, sustainable pace for each one of our individual lives and for our church as we move forward into this new year. I'm going to be reading from 1 Corinthians chapter number 9, verses 24 through 27. So if you have your Bibles, why don't you turn them on or open them up, and uh, you can follow along with me. I'll be reading from the Christian Standard Bible. We'll also have it up here on the screen, but it's always good to have your own copy. You can uh, highlight it or, or put it whatever you want in, in the margins there. Pa the Apostle Paul writes this, 
Don't you know that the runners in a stadium all race, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way to win the prize. Now, everyone who competes exercises self-control in everything. They do it to receive a perishable crown, but we an imperishable crown. So I do not run like one who runs aimlessly or box like one beating the air. Instead, I discipline my body and bring it under strict control so that after preaching to others, I myself will not be disqualified. To, to, to achieve our goals in 2022, I think that we need to get started at the right speed. I think that we need to advance at a sustainable pace. So let's talk about how we get started well. When attempting to set a new pace for our physical, our spiritual well-being, I think that it's important for each one of us to establish a realistic goal. Establish realistic goals. Has anybody here uh, ever been in a race before? Anybody ever raced? Okay, great, great. How many races can you run at one time? You can only get into one, one race at a time. You know what that tells me about us? Is that we should obey that. We should take our time and we shouldn't overload ourselves, especially in the beginning. So many of us, we, we, our eyes are bigger than our bellies or whatever that phrase is, right? We see so much and we want to accomplish so much and then we try to accomplish so much and then we fail because we tried to take on too much. Take your time. Set some realistic goals of what you want to achieve, so let's think about this. What are your goals for 2022? What are those things that you want to accomplish? What is that dream that's in your heart? What, what is the Holy Spirit impressing upon your soul even right now? We need to have a goal line set if we want to achieve anything. If you don't establish a goal, you can only hope that something positive will happen in your year. That's why Paul says in verse number 24, run in such a way to win the prize. If you don't know what you're running toward, how do you know if you're going in the right direction? How do you know where you're going? How do you know if you're in the right race? If there's no goal set. Now, in order to win any race, your pace has to match your distance. Your pace has to match your distance. See, knowing the end goal will help a mature person to adjust their pace. What do I mean? Uh, anybody here think that they can beat me in a foot race? I see one hand. All right. I, you can beat me in a foot race? You think you'll beat me in a foot race? Huh? Come on. Let's try it right now. Who, who, wants, to, who wants to race? You want to race? Come on. There you go. I hope I don't cause a feedback nightmare. High five. All right, let's start from right here. All right, and we're going to run to those chairs. First one to touch the chairs wins. Uh, who's going to count us down? Because if I count down, I'm going to cheat. I'm just lit.
Yes, good job. You see, if the goal line is the chair, if the goal line is the end of the block, I could put all of my energy in. I can go all in. I can go for it if the goal line is short. But if I'm running a marathon, if I'm living out my entire life, if I'm trying to make it to the end of 2022, I don't need to put all of my energy up front. I don't need to go super fast at the beginning because I'm going to wear myself out. I'm going to burn myself out. You see, I'm still trying to catch my breath. I, <laughs> I right? I, if I put my all in at the beginning, all I'm going to do is injure myself. And I've seen this happen way too often in churches. Is that we try to go for everything up front instead of taking our time. And then when we try to go for everything and we try to accomplish our individual goals, what we end up doing is running over people and injuring folks. That's called church hurt. And then we wonder why people don't want to come back to church. We wonder why people blame God for all of their problems when it's us. You see, people want to get in the race. They want to get in the game. But if we're all moving too fast, they can't find a space to get in. Sometimes we need to adjust our pace, and we need to go fast sometimes, and we need to slow down sometimes, and we need to invite other people in to the race because this isn't individual. This is communal. We're in this together. We're all in the same game, and we want everybody to be in the race. We, want, we don't want to let anybody leave anybody behind. We want everybody to get in the game and stretch toward their goal. Now, what is your goal for 2022? Take some time to think about it, to talk to God about it. What is it that you want to achieve? But watch this. Don't just leave it at that place. How are you going to achieve it? How are you going to get there? Are you going to run fast? Or are you going to take your time and figure out the steps? What steps can I take today to get there successfully? See, some of us need to let some stuff go in order to get to our goal. Have you ever seen somebody run a race with a parka on? Yeah. They didn't win. You did. <laughs> How did that work out for you? Yeah, yeah, there you go. You're right. <laughs> Thank you for adding that to the message. I appreciate it. Right? You're running with, with weight on. You're running with a, a, a coat on. You try to run, and you, you right? It's cumbersome. Stuff gets in the way. You got to let that stuff go. You ever seen Usain Bolt run? He half naked. Right? Because you don't want stuff to hold you back. Some of us have some stuff that we experienced in 2021. We just need to let it go so we can make progress in 2022. Some of the stuff we've been carrying our entire lives, weight on our shoulders, weight in our hearts, weight on our minds, that we need to just say, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm going to let that go. And some of us carry some stuff around that's not just hurting us, but hurting other people. Some of us need to leave mean-spiritedness in 2021. Let it go. 
and have a better attitude. Hang around with some folks that can cheer you up and not those folks who are dragging you down all the time, right? Take a new attitude into 2022. We need to let some stuff go, and you can apply whatever you want to your life, right? You know what you're holding on to. As we read the Apostle Paul here, I think looking at the Apostle Paul's life is valuable for us when we talk about achieving a goal or setting a pace for a new year. Because the Apostle Paul had had a great life. I mean, the most mature Christian that we read about is the Apostle Paul. He tells us what his goal actually is. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 8, he says that his goal is to know Christ more intimately. That's his personal goal. But then he tells us in in this chapter that we're looking at, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, that that's not his prize. See, some of us just want the goal because we just want to win. Winning is good, but we have to know what we're trying to win. The Apostle Paul said, I'm not just trying to get to a goal line. Yeah, I want to know Christ more intimately, but the prize, the reward is that others would know Christ through me. Look at verse number 19 of 1 Corinthians chapter 9. I don't know if I gave them the verse to put it up there, but I'll read it to you. Verse 19, he says, Although I am free from all and not anyone's slave, I have made myself a slave to everyone in order to win more people. You see that? We don't like to use slave language in America because of our history. But Paul says, I've become a servant, a slave, one who is in bondage on my own. I chose this because that was the right thing to do to win other people to Christ. All right, let's, let's, let's move off the slave language. Go, go jump down to verse number, you can read that whole thing, but jump down to verse 22. He says, to the weak I became weak in order to win the weak. I have become all things to all people so that I may be every possible, I may by every possible means save some. Are you willing to become all things to all people so that they might know Jesus? Or are you on your own time? Individuality. I got to reach my goal. You see, this is an incredibly mature man. This is an incredibly mature statement. He's not only about himself. He's about how's this going to impact others. So think about this. Is your goal only for you? Is the thing you want to achieve only for your benefit? Because if it is then we need to re-examine our Christianity. What Christianity all is all about is, yes, I want to know Christ intimate for myself, but that needs to lead to my love for other people. Matthew 22, verse 38. What's the greatest commandment, Jesus? Love God and love others. I'd like to suggest that the race that we each need to be in is the race called following the life and teachings of Jesus Christ. 
right? That's the race we need to be in. The goal that we need to, to, to be running toward, as Paul did, is knowing Christ more intimately. And our goal, uh, our prize should be winning others to Jesus, right, through our lifestyle. How are we showing Jesus through our lives? Okay, Gary, how do I do that? How do I run that race? How do I get that goal? How do I achieve this prize? I'm glad you asked. Thank you for that question. Here's a hard answer. Discipline yourself. We don't like that word discipline. Don't, 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 you better not discipline my kids. You better not discipline me. I don't like that word. Don't you tell me what to do. And I'm telling y'all, don't you tell, I'm just kidding. Discipline is that word that we just don't like. But discipline is something that we need. All of us need discipline. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, right? Go to verse number 26. He says, so I do not run like one who runs aimlessly or box like one beating the air. Instead, I discipline my body and bring it under strict control. What what is discipline? What are disciplines? Disciplines are healthy habits that help us to achieve effective results. It's not to make you feel bad. It's to help us. When our parents discipline us, it's not to make us feel bad or I'm in trouble. No, it's to take you to a new level. If I wanted to have a goal of reading the entire Bible in a year, right? Some of us have tried that. I want to read the whole Bible in a year, then I need to discipline myself. I need to incorporate the spiritual discipline of reading the Scripture. And if I incorporate that discipline uh, at a pace of three chapters a day, I can knock it out mathematically if I do three pit three a day. Now, sometimes I can speed up and I can do four or five, especially when they're, they're short, right? I can speed up and that allows me space to take a break on some days, right? It's all about the pace. It's all about the pace that you uh, 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 put into your life, right? Now, your goal might not be uh, reading the whole Bible in a year. That's fine. But whatever your goal is, what is it that you can do to incorporate into your life small steps to reach that goal? It's a little by little, step by step progression in our lives in order to reach any goal that we have. Whatever you involve yourself in this year, ask yourself, is this, whatever I'm doing right now, helping me to take one step closer to that goal I established? Or is it taking me further away? Because it's either doing one or the other. It's either helping you or distracting you. What are you involved in? I think we who claim to be Christ followers, we need to train ourselves on how to be more disciplined. We can train ourselves to be disciplined. To be more disciplined is not his two knots. It's not to be more legalistic, right? One, because legalism, right, we cannot earn God's favor. He's already blessed us with his favor, right? But in order for us to be prepared for any race, we need to train ourselves to be disciplined with healthy habits. Discipline also is not willpower, Have you ever tried to will your way through New Year's resolutions? How does that work for you? It doesn't. I'm going to grit my teeth and make it through this year. No, you're not. 
You're going to fall on your face. I'm sorry, but that's normally what happens. Discipline is about training. It's about training. Train yourself to adopt healthy habits, healthy habits that will advance you towards your career. I was reading uh, Dr. B.J. Fogg, who wrote this book called Tiny Habits, and um, he talks about how to uh, how to have healthy habits and incorporate them effectively into your lifestyle. So he talks about his own story, and he says he wanted to start off a push-up habit, right? He wanted to do more and more push-ups and, and make that a regular habit through his life so that he can be in health, good health. And so what did he do? He used a technique called stacking, stacking. Stacking, in his words, is when you combine a new habit that you want to be your healthy habit with something that you habitually do every day. And so he tied this new push-up habit to his habit of going to the bathroom. Everybody's got to go to the bathroom. I hope you do. In the morning. So every morning he would wake up, he would go to the bathroom, and he would get down and do two push-ups. And he kept doing that. He started off with just two push-ups. And he kept doing that until he got stronger. And then he added more push-ups. And then he added more push-ups. And he added more push-ups to the point in his writing, he got to doing 40 to 80 push-ups, depending on time, per day. Right? Little by little, step by step. What healthy habit can you incorporate into your life this year that will help you progress toward what you want to achieve? Tim Morey, who wrote this book called uh, uh, Planning a Church Without Losing Your Soul. Uh, even if you're not a church planter, I recommend this book because it's really about soul care. Uh, it's a really great book by Tim Morey. And he says in this book, training will take you further than trying. He said, you can't win a race by gritting your teeth and do, putting your all in. You can't. Especially when you're surrounded by other athletes who've been training for this all their lives. You have to train and discipline yourself to get ready and then try your best when you get in the game. Regularly practicing spiritual disciplines will help us to get into the spiritual shape that we need to live the godly lives and lifestyles that we want. We want to live a Christ-centered life, run a Christ-centered race. When I was uh, in New York, uh, this guy who became my intern, he was in shape. He was a martial arts guy, and uh, we used to talk about my health and his health and all that kind of stuff often. And um, he uh, uh, wrote out a, a workout plan for me so I could start getting in shape. My wife's sitting here, yeah, 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 she knows where this is going. So he wrote out this workout plan, and, and I looked at the workout plan. I really didn't take it seriously until uh, the pandemic hit in 2020, right, when, when churches were shut down and uh, we were working from home. And I was like, well, I can get up every morning and, and, and do this workout plan, right? So I go back to the workout plan. I look at it. I said, man, this is weak. I can do more than 10 uh, push-ups and sit-ups, and I could do more than 10 squats and some jumping jacks. Oh, this is easy stuff. You know, I used to be a wrestler. Let me just, like, triple this thing. 
And so I got up and I started working out and I started doing all of that stuff. Ended up hurting myself. This old body. And, and so I had to realize that I needed to heal up and I had needed to take my time. And so after I healed up, what did I do? I went back to the workout plan and I did. Look, you're shaking your head at me. Look. I went back to the workout plan and I did one set at a time. See, his rules on the paper said that you do one set every day for six days out of the week. And it was just easy stuff. I'm like, 10 squats? I could do 10 squats while I'm asleep. I'm a former wrestler. I, I could do anything. But my body said, you're not 17 anymore. You've got to train yourself to get back into some shape. And you're not going to get into the shape that you were at 17. <laughs> no, those days are over. 40s are here. And so I had to, little by little, step by step, incorporate these workouts into my lifestyle. I had to retrain my body in order to get to a place of good health. And now my wife calls me skinny. I like that. I lost so much weight. Um, thank God. But Paul says to Timothy, in 1 Timothy chapter 4, he tells him, train yourself to be godly. We need to train ourselves like an athlete trains themselves. We need to look at our spiritual lives in the same way. We have to apply regular practices in order to get stronger and healthier in our spirituality in order to do all that we are called to do and supposed to do. Approach your spiritual life in the same way that an athlete approaches their workout. Little by little, step by step, stronger and stronger as you go. So what disciplines are easy for you? What spiritual disciplines are easy for you? Are you good at prayer? Are you good at generosity, but maybe weak in fasting? Maybe weak in reading daily? Uh, what, what's easy for you? What's hard for you? It's good to identify those things. Because what I would like for, to ask you to do is to incorporate the easy things into your life at the start of this new year. I'm good at praying. Good. Pray more. But fasting is hard for me. Great. Fast. Uh, try to fast once a week. Just one meal out of the day. I want to get better at that. Okay. After two weeks, then skip two meals. And do get better and better at it. S strengthen yourself. Do more and more and more so that you can be at a, live this life, this Christian life, at a sustainable pace. Now, this is what I want to end with. I want to give you this. It is my last point, and that is... Have grace for yourself. If we're going to run a race, this race called life, achieve any goal or strive for any goal, you have to have grace for yourself. You and I are imperfect beings. And we will mess up. We will fall short. Always, we always do. And so what I would say is if you mess up, if you set a plan for yourself, if you set a goal for yourself and you fall off of it, that's fine. Go take a nap and wake up the next day and try again. Continue to apply yourself. Don't give up. That's really the key. Don't give up and don't beat yourself up because there's a goal you're running after. And you're only going to achieve a goal if you continue to progress toward it. So listen, to establish the right pace, to achieve our goals in the new year, we need to get started by 
establishing realistic goals. Really have a realistic goal. We need to uh, not only have a realistic goal, but discipline ourselves so that we can achieve that goal and then have grace for ourselves. God has grace on us. We need to have the same for us. So what I would like to ask for each one of us to do, I already mentioned it earlier, but I want us to achieve our goals this year. I want all of us. Listen, if each one of us individually can achieve our goals and we come together collectively and have reached some collective goals, do you know where we'll be? We'll be such a great light in Minneapolis. People say, what's going on over there? I want to know what's going on over there because I want to be a part of it. I want my life to transform like that. We are the light of the world. We are the examples here on earth that Jesus has set. And he wants to inspire somebody else by you. And so I want each one of us to start off nice and slow and steady. Identify two disciplines, two healthy habits that you can incorporate into your life starting this week. What are two things that can help you to move closer towards your goal? I'd like for you to identify one that's easy for you and one that's challenging for you. Something that really takes work for you to achieve. And incorporate those things into your life. Examine your own self and find out, like I said, what's easy for you, what's hard for you. And apply those things to your life so that you can achieve whatever goal you have for yourself this year. I want us all to reach our goals. I want us all to see the goodness of God this year. I want us all to see Jesus lay his hand on whatever we have identified for ourselves and multiply it. We know that he can do that. We know he can do exceedingly and abundantly whatever, beyond whatever we can ask or think. And I believe he can do that through each one of us this year. So, worship team, Y'all can come on up. We're going to move into uh, our communion service at this time. And as we consider what God has identified for us to strive toward, let us remember what he's already done. Let's remember uh, where he's already brought us from. Those who are serving communion, y'all can come on up. Let's remember what God has done for us. See, communion is an opportunity for us to look back at our lives and say, you know what? You can come on over. Stand here. It's an opportunity for us to look back at our lives and say, you know what? God has really brought me a long way. I remember when I was this and I'm no longer that. But it's also an opportunity to say thank you to God because he paid the penalty for what we should have paid for. Would you stand with me? On for, in 1 Corinthians chapter number 11, starting at verse 24, Jesus has a last meal with some of his closest friends, his disciples. And at that last meal, what he does is he takes bread and he gives thanks and he broke it. And he said, this is my body. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup and he said, this is my blood, the new covenant, the blood of the new covenant. Take this and do this in remembrance of me. And so 
today. We remember what Jesus has done for us and what he's consistently doing in us through this communion meal. So if you would like to participate in the meal, uh, we would ask you to leave your seats after I pray to come on up to either of the four corners of the room and grab a cup with a cracker in it and take it back to your seat and have a moment with Jesus and then partake. Here in the middle, we have a gluten-free option if you need that as well. When you're finished, you can take the cup and you can put it right under your seat and we'll clean that up right afterward. We'll take it with you if that's you, your preference. Let us pray and look to our Lord. Holy Spirit, come. Father, thank you for this opportunity that we could even be here at this moment to remember what you've done for us. We want to take a moment and come to your presence with thanksgiving. Thank you for paying the penalty that each one of us should have paid. For all of us have fallen short of your glory. All of us have fallen short of your goodness, but you've allowed us and blessed us with this opportunity to partake in a meal with you. We thank you for your ultimate sacrifice. We thank you for the blood that washes our sins away. And we pray that you would meet us here at this moment. That you would continue to mold and shape our hearts. That we could live a life that is pleasing to you. That we can go in 2022 at a pace that will help us to be, uh, uh, will achieve all that you've set before us. For we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We are uh, your handiwork, your workmanship created just by you uniquely for your purposes to do good works. Help us, God, to live into that, to lean into that, and remember your goodness as we partake this communion. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.